I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Talking Cop. It is a full-time reaction show. It is finished at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace 1, Liverpool 2. I'm your host, Matt, joined by Chris Brack. Robbie, Robbie, <laughs> away to a middling bottom half side. Not our best record and uh, show, didn't it? It certainly did, yeah. We've, we've, we've been there before, haven't we? Um, yeah, but... Uh, Oh, I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. I wanted I wanted nine points from the last three games to to make sure we were in the title race, and we are in a title race now. I think. I think next week, you know, guys, get your you know get your three ninety nine subscriptions in because we're in for one hell of a week. And <laughs> there's going to be a lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, I think we're well in. We're in in, in a title in, in 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 a title race here now. But it wasn't looking like that for eighty minutes. Um, but what, yeah. what, what come at us at Dordham. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Chris, uh, thankfully the last 10 minutes provided us with something positive to talk about. Cause that was, that was looking like it was shaping up to be a real rough show for the three of us coming on. Especially for me. Cause I am absolutely dying on my ass. I'm sick as a dog, which is hence why we didn't have a, a member show yesterday. Cause I just couldn't get my head up. So I was thinking like, Oh, and I, and Matt, you know me, I go like, look, as long as we win, I don't really care we win, but I'll be honest. After about 70 minutes, I was going, fuck it, let's can I have can I have something? This is I'm dying to be arse here. This is not helping me in the slightest. But listen, depends which hat you have on. You know, you can either go, that's what champions do, they find a way when they're playing like auto dog shit, which is what we did. But I'm also a little bit in the Robbie camp, uh, which is it's great we've won. We'll, we'll sing the praises, we'll talk. Top the league at least for a few hours. This is all really good. Winning when you're not playing well. We have got to try and find a way of improving away performances against middling sides like this. Because eventually you are at some point going to get stung a la Luton. But listen, let's look at the positives. The big positive is Liverpool found a way. Players dropping like flies. And you've got to give the big man his credit. And I don't mean Alisson. We'll talk about it in a minute. It's Klopp. Once again, Klopp subs. You know, make a big difference to Liverpool. I you also helped. We'll talk about that. But, um, fair play to Klopp. And, you know, could be happy for Harvey Elliott. He's been threatening that goal for the last probably 10 games. That that sort of distance, that whip. Everyone's been deflected wide, just not quite come off. He's been threatening that now for a good 10 games. So I was made up for him. It's also nice when it's a, a Liverpool fan who scores the, the winning goal as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it does mean just a little bit more to, to Harvey Elliott. That's it's like one of our, it was like one of us scoring, wasn't it? You know what I mean? We, that's, that's how we'd react if we'd score. That's kind of how you go, go off it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the reasons why I really like Harvey Elliott. I just like the story of the fact that he was there as a fan in Kiev, and then he ends up getting to play for Liverpool. And you know, he's not he's not a scouser, but he surely will be an adopted one, uh, especially on the back of today. But and in terms of lineups, I mean, real real good news, Robbie, when these lineups dropped this morning. Oh, I mean, yeah. what a shot in the arm, and it will come up again as we go throughout the show. But Allison Becker, somebody in the Telegram members chat said he has healing powers akin to Wolverine from the X-Men. Uh, he was there today. He was, yeah. Yeah. That Wolverine was, was there today as well. That's right. They did kept counting to uh, to Hugh Jackman in the crowd. But, I mean, what what a boost for us going into the game. And, I mean, the rest of the lineup, you know, Trent Kwanzaa gets the start. Acceptable that Matt, uh, that uh, is going to need a rest just coming back from injury. But, I mean, the main man, Allison Becker. Oh yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as I saw that, like, so made up, you know. There were there were rumors the last couple of days that he might he might be um he might be ready to go, but it was such a shot in the arm, and uh, like we'll talk about it as I said later on. But he 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 uh, paid us all back in spades there. Um, yeah, I I I, I did my team out, and uh, I didn't expect Quanta to come in, to be honest with you, but. Uh, Look, he's, he's there on merit. I don't, don't think... Well, okay, so he's so assured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no, no, no qualms about him being there at all. Um, uh, I thought... I was, I was glad. I think Endo deserved to keep his place uh, after his performance in the in the, in the the last match. Um, I agree. Uh, I, was, I was a bit surprised. I was a bit surprised that Diaz played. I didn't think... I don't think he's been great lately. Um but uh, yeah, so it was pretty much the the, the rest of the, the rest of kind of picked itself. The team had picked itself. But uh, yeah, well, oh, just great to have him back. It is so good to have him back. Yeah, I still think yeah. we need a better song for him. But yes, he. It, it's strange that the most musical member of the team doesn't seem to have a song yet. That yeah, uh, that's one for the away fans to get onto because we sing his name often enough, and rightly so. And I mean. Chris, obviously, the other uh, absence of note is Alexis McAllister not in the squad at all today with the stitches on his knee, team just being a little careful with it. Presumably, he also won't travel away to Belgium in the midweek in a mm. meaningless Europa League game. But Sabasai, Endo, Gravenberch, an entire, you know, all new signings in the midfield again. I was, a little, surpri- I was a little surprised Gravenberch started. Uh, not to go in heavy on the lad, but... I think that's now four games in a row now where I think he's sort of ghosted games and been quite sloppy the ball. I actually thought, and I know I get accused of being a, uh, a Kurt Jones super fan, but I kind of thought this might have been a game for Jones, as in someone who he's just holds the ball a bit more, keeps it ticking over, very Gino and Alden-esque. Kind of felt that's what we needed, but I guess that why you went for a grab and burst, it was someone who's a bit more direct and you know runs you know runs at players and runs with the ball, but he only did it a couple of times, which was a little frustrating. I wasn't like, Losing my mind over it. I was just like, oh, I thought Jones may have started. I've got a sneaky feeling Jones and Elliot have been told, lads, you're playing Union. You, I yeah. need a couple of the experienced heads. You two are playing Union, which is why you're barely playing these games because the clock probably thinking, Jones or Elliot get injured. I'm going to have to play Domo or someone in Union, and I don't want to. So I do wonder if that's why they've been held back. They've, they've been told, I like, wouldn't surprise me, Jones is captain against uh, Union. I think that's what he's going to be given that opportunity. So but yeah, but yeah, otherwise I, I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I thought my mate played well. I think, <laughs> he did uh, on the second I, I'm minute. Not, I, I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't listen. I know I'm not his biggest fan, but I have to also give credit with credit to. I thought defensively he did really well. Um, attacking wise, he didn't attack as much as one. But to be honest, he had fuck all to hit because Darwin Nunes just stands seven yards offside all game. <laughs> That's his. Yeah. Thing. Yes, he. Uh, I. Someone I think him. I counted. <laughs> Five. I think I counted at least five times that Darwin was offside. Simicast did have a chance for a shot. It's about the first thing of note that I have down two minutes in. And uh, Ian Dark, the commentator, points out that it has been five and a half years since his last goal. So it's uh, he's getting up there. Not He scored, so he's not Joe Gomez territory. But Yeah, is he eight games now? It's about eight games, isn't it? Seven or eight games he scored. It's a little while. He is. Oh, I meant Simicast. I meant Simicast. Oh, Simicast. What you meant? I put it on Nunes. Oh, yeah. No, Nunes now, I believe, is on eight games since he's eight games, uh, yeah. since he scored. He's still so, getting assists. I mean, you know, he's affecting things in other ways. Not today, but... Yeah, yeah. Not, not today. I mean, really, for the first half, like, 
I thought we started the first 10, 15 minutes quite lively. You know, we were pressing in bunches. We were winning the ball back. They weren't able to really get a foot on the ball. It was all us. Just dunk, dunk, dunk. Get a short pass. And it was kind of a prelude of things to come. Kwanzaa just sells Endo just a little bit short. He gets caught on it. They don't really threaten from the back. Everybody. I mean, Robbie, can you pick out a bright spark in our team from the first half? Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing is, is, is the save. Uh, I had, when I was taking a few notes, I had 15 minutes to force Christmas Carol from the crowd. Um, so that's how, how, how exciting it was. We yeah. did that brightly. We did, you know, pass, pass the ball around. But it's been like this with, with the mid to end uh, of the league teams. That we've a lot of possession, a lot of possession, but no penetration, you know. And um, we've seen it quite a lot this season. Um, and, and that's what it was really in the first half, you know. Uh, I think from Palace came right into it uh, just just before the, 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 the save. And then with the penalty as well, that they, they came right into it and they started playing well. I mean, with Hughes, I thought had a had a had a great game for them. I thought he was he was really, really good and he was playing with Pete Graham soon as he was up, he was up putting balls through up the front. He was he was making tackles on the edge of their their half. They were they they fought really well to be fair to them. They were really uh clued they in. They talked it yeah. out, didn't they? They did. They they talked talked it. It. Yeah. It was it was a typical a typical Hodgson's team set up well and they they were doing their job. Because I think tactically you've got to give them credit is they waited for the trigger of as soon as Endo got the ball, his back to goal. When he's on the half turn, they left him alone because on the half turn, to be fair to Endo, he's good at picking a simple pass out and, you know, he doesn't really lose the ball. As soon as Endo's back to goal, Will Hughes was up his ass before he could move, which is where they nearly get the first penalty from. It just, Endo, it just didn't quite work for him today. I, he sort of struggled a bit with the physicality of the game, you know. Or, I mean, he wasn't the only one, you know, his, his two bits of a side to him just ghosted and disappeared. I mean, I, don't actually, I forgot Domo was playing until the second half. I just forgot he was on the pitch. Um, but I think, that apart from the keeper, I, to be fair, I just thought the, the, the back four defended well. They had to because there was no fucking else over them. <laughs> and the much choice, but I thought defensively, the back four did really well. Uh, midfield, it was just one of those games that was just non-existent. Absolutely non-existent. Yeah. And the attack had nothing to go with. Um, my big gripe was probably <laughs> after we got... Is it Ward got booked? About half an hour in. Matt, you'll have it in your notes because you're the most organised man I know. Mm-hmm. Um, after we went, after we got Ward booked, we didn't go at him anymore. Nope. And I don't know why we've got this tactic of, oh, I've got the fullback, but don't go at him. Because we saw when we played Everton. Once, once the fullback's booked, we keep going at him because no one can take Diaz on his pace. Get him sent off earlier. But, you know. Yeah, I I would say also, like, I thought the defense, I mean, Virgil van Dijk, I think, has another very, very solid game for us at the back. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, despite giving away the penalty in the second half, the Kwanzaa had a fairly good game as well. And I would say that Endo defensively actually looked pretty good in that first half. It was just a complete two-phase situation where when he had the ball at his feet, it was two, three-touch football instead of one, two-touch football. And just too many times oh. getting caught on it. Only, only when his backs go. Because to be fair, I think when he was facing the play, yeah. he was getting very, he was very good at the one touch, you know, pinging it and all that sort of stuff. It, they just uh, they thought just identified a potential weakness there and went for it. And to be fair to him, you know, apart from a correct VAR decision, you know, they nearly got a pen out of it. Yeah, uh, but can yeah. we talk about Ali's save because it's. Oh, I mean, please, please, please. I mean, oh, Robbie. Uh, I, I don't know if you know how the buildup started. All I know is that Ayu's got the ball out on the right wing. He whips a low cross. It goes right through the box. Jefferson Lerma is at the back post completely unmarked. And Allison, 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 every game that he plays in, we get we get at least one of these moments, it feels like. Oh, really? Yeah, it feels like it's every, every, um, every time someone, I don't know when his contract is up or what, or what, but like he is so so important to us. He really, really is. I mean, I would. He should be one. Of, I don't know where he is in the in the earners, but he should be one of the top earners. He's he's just he is vital for us. Vital. He's okay. like, well, I hope so. Well, he should he he should be a keeper. Ordinarily, wouldn't be, but 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he 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 saved us on so many occasions. It's it's, it's like I, I think he is the best the best keeper in the Premiership. I'm afraid to say it, but he's he's the best keeper in the Prem, Premier League now since um, since Schmeichel. I think he's done, and I think Schmeichel was as important for United as, as Allison is for us, and and that's saying something. So. What a save. And the fact that I actually thought he might have got a finger to the when he got up, his reactions, his reaction, he's a great shortstopper, but his, re, his reactions are unbelievable. The second, the second but, save, that's more impressive because he realised it's coming down because he softened his arm, so it only clips his arm. And then um, Trent's there to, and it's a fair place to Trent, actually. Although it was Trent, yeah, yeah. Shot, Trent yeah. gets his arch round yeah, to yeah. clear it. To clear it, yeah. that replay. He yeah. gets his body in such a way that it, it's yeah. more of a thud on him. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not a fringing armor because it, it hit many fours. It's going yeah. to be an Allison own goal, yeah. and we yeah. saw similar at um, Newcastle. Does a wonder save, yeah. and then has the reactions to go. I just palm, palm it wide. Correct. You yeah. know, it doesn't, doesn't look like a guy who's had a hamstring injury, does he? Absolutely. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, he is. He's he's vital for us. He is so important. And, and you know, I think everybody's reaction when we heard he was in the team today, I can imagine, was was, was the same. You know. Um, not not this and uh, Kelleher or whatever. He had, I thought he did he did well last week and what he had to do uh, in the last game. But it, it was such a bonus to have him today. And, and again, he's proved his worth. Proved his worth. Um, what a guy! Yeah. And, you know, Gold asking was a Van Dyke's yellow card was overturned uh, because yeah. you can't be boxed for something that didn't happen. Technically, didn't happen. Um, yeah. Like how he didn't get hurt against Everton. You know, a couple of seasons ago, it was yeah. it was after you know, yeah, 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 it was yeah, offside. Yeah. It, it doesn't doesn't count. But I it mean, doesn't yeah, count. I, doesn't count. Before, like after the save, the ball kind of go down goes down the other end, and I'm just kind of trying to will it to go out of bounds so that we can get the replay of the save because it was yeah. kind of hard to see in mm -hmm. real time. You know, just bang bang ball flashes across the box. So eventually, it goes out. We get a couple of replays, and then by the time it comes back, we're pretty much in the middle of with Harwendo being caught dawdling on the ball, Chris and uh, Will Hughes, as you guys pointed out. Had a really good game. Lays the ball into Odds and Edward. Virgil Van Dyke just fouls him. Like it's just oh, yeah. a penalty. I'll, I'll have that got. I've been such a verge. You definitely did. <laughs> he touched him all day long, mate. Um, and, and then my, the theme of the day, Chris comes up, which is VAR taking, taking a really long time because they it, looked at the foul and looked and looked. The only thing I can say, if uh, and this is not unusual for me to stick up for officials, but. They get all the big decisions. Linda VAR was right. They may take a while, but they get them right. And let's be honest, last time I tried to rush a VAR decision, we ended up with Diaz's goal not counted when he's about two yards on side. So, my well initial done, reaction... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my initial reaction at the time was, is that not a foul on Endo? Now, both things can be true. Because I also think Endo just needs to be a bit sh a bit sharper on the ball. Yeah. One touch and whack it clear. I also think it's a bit of a hospital pass to him. I don't think he should be getting... I don't think he should be given the ball where it was. I think it was asking for trouble, unless it's like a someone who's like a McAllister or a, or a Gravenberg who are quite used to back to goal and just turning because that's actually their skill. Uh, but when you saw it was the second replay, you could see where he doesn't get the ball and he hooks his leg back. And I went, "That's a free. That's a free kick." Why you yeah. need to see it fifteen times in real time? I don't know because mm. after about two after two replays, you're going, "That's it." And again, BT comms are trying to make it into a bit of a oh, is it a is it a pen? Is it a controversy? Uh, you know it's a pet. You know it's a foul when Real Ferdinand just goes, "Yeah, I thought that was a foul." Yeah, Real Ferdinand doesn't give Liverpool anything. Either. He was going, "Yeah, it's a foul." So, yeah, to me, they got the decision right. Um, uh, if you, no, I know Palace fans won't be happy about it, but I have to be fair to the referee. I just thought he got a lot. Of, I think he got all the big decisions right, and the, with the AR assistance. So, you know, credit where credit's due. Now, maybe you should have seen it in real time, but listen, it was the right decision. Uh, I think I messaged my. Um, friend Kev said, right, there's your two warning shots. Pardon my language. Wake the fuck up now. Because, mm. you know, as much as we've had 75% of the ball, not had a shot on target, and the best chances have fallen to Palace. You know, they look the more likely to score on the break. They, they are actually, as much as I dislike Roy Hodgson, set up really well. You know, mm. spring on the counter. I don't know, this is a Palace that have got no Eze, no Elise, you know, who are unreally tapped talented players and thank Christ they're not playing. So you're thinking like, you know, Schlupp actually I thought had a really good game for that. I thought he was he's he picked his runs really well when to when to take on and when to fill in as an as an extra midfield as an extra sort of central midfielder. I thought 
tactically, they, they set themselves up really well. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding in terms of the statistics because we get to halftime and Liverpool don't have a shot on goal. Hey, so, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Oh, lovely. That was <laughs> sorry. I thought I wasn't sure. I, I, I don't know. So I just saw someone say, you're right. Hey. This game's getting even better. This game's getting even better. Brilliant. Ah, Bournemouth. Ah, Bournemouth. I always rated Areola. I I mean, we get to halftime, really, the first half. We got Allison saved. We got the pen, no pen for VAR, and the fact that we were completely and utterly insipid up front. And for me, it just felt like our main plan of attack, not just the first half, but pretty much until we made the substitutions, was just hitting Hope Long Balls. It was, like, Robbie, it felt a very un-Liverpool-like way of attacking the number of times that we would just hook the ball over the midfield and hope that Dar Nunez or Luis Diaz would be able to win a header up against Joachim Anderson and Mark Gahey, who are both very capable Premier League level defenders. Like three games in a row now, our attack has really misfired with the exception of uh, Mo's goal, which we're uh, of course going to get to joyfully. Mm -hmm. uh, but real lack of just I don't know, incisive movement and finishing touch and all of them. Like, it's not just Darwin Nunes, you know, it's been a while since he's had a goal, but, but Luis Diaz was quite ineffective today as well, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, I, I, yeah, it's like, uh, I, actually, at halftime, that's what I put down was dominate possession, Palace with the chances. We've all been here before. Um, it's, it's, it is a little bit worrying. It is a little bit worrying, but, um, I think we're going to come up against that a lot with the, you know, with the teams that are, are mid-table and, and, and below. Um, and it's just something we've got to keep working on. I mean, uh, I think, Matt, you mentioned earlier on, I think the, a, a lot of our, when we were trying to go through through Palace, a lot of, we had we had one pass too many quite a lot of the times. And uh, we just looked a bit, we just look, we're, we're not, we're out of ideas, you know. We're trying the same thing; it's not working. It's 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 it is a it's a, it is a bit of a worry. I'm a bit, a bit. I was a bit. I was very worried um, um, when I saw that start at halftime. Um, but I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's too slow, isn't it? You got it. Yeah, you just get something. And it's just something that you have to uh, you have to play through and, and, and just keep Keep trying, keep trying, and eventually, you, you know, it has worked. Eventually, we have got, we have got through. Um, <clears throat> during 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 this uh, during the season, but uh, yeah, I think it is a worry. Um, I, I think Sabozlai and and has 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 his levels have dropped a little bit. Um, I agree with you, Chris, in that. Uh, Gravenberg hasn't hasn't really done much over the last the last few games either. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think like Curtis Jones. I I like Curtis Jones as well. I think he's a lot of criticism. Um, I thought on my team today, I I, I thought he might he might start today, but uh, but it's, you gotta you gotta you, you, you know you gotta you, you gotta stick to your guns. I think and play the way you want to play, and and you know, uh, ball over the top to Nunes is not, you know, it's not, it's not gonna work. It's not his strength, though, is it either? Just no. Bang it so, yeah, it's fine to bang it if it's for him to run onto because that's his strength. It, it's you know, it's it's not to use him as a Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, he's not that type of striker. You know, although he can be good there and that's set things up. Do you think Robbie? It's more to do with because of a lot of injuries are part of football. It's a different midfield every week because of who we have, and I wonder if that's sometimes a little bit of it's hard to. Get a settled midfield, which then is if you have a settled midfield, you kind of know what they're going to do up front. You know, because yeah. the lads know, oh, when McAllister gets the ball here, I go because I know it. But look, it's McAllister, it's Endo. Mm -hmm. And my old slight worry with Soppers Lie and Gravenberch is they played all the Korean in Germany. They played a lot of Korean in Germany. You know, Gravenberch mm -hmm. winter break, round this time, not long after 
a couple of weeks out, they're used to a winter break and have four weeks off. They haven't yeah. got that, lads. You know, and I do think at some point you're going to have to like sort of rotate and rest Solbert's life because he physically isn't going to be used to the fact he's going to play all over the winter. Yeah. You know, it's only, it's only yeah. us in the English league that go, ah, come on, lads, keep going. We'll be fine. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. You're right in what you say there because, okay, we did have a lot, a lot of rotation in field under, you know, club sports team, if you like. But these guys are totally new. Everybody is still getting to know each other. Do you know what I mean? So you're right. You know, you, you know. Uh, so rotation for three new of between four or five guys who ha haven't seen each other play, who are just getting to use to, use to each other, is going to have an effect. And that's a, that's a great point. Whereas when we had the old guys, you know, the, the old, you know, the first, the first club team, we did we did still uh, rotate, but. The guys knew everyone knew each other do you know what i mean they were so they were so bedded down into it so the fact the fact that we are whatever 15 16 games in and we're we're top of the league with a totally new midfield it's i think it's, it's fantastic and i think it's yeah it's i think i think, I think we're only going to go on from here not just this but over the next few yeah, I, think yeah I i love the positivity you've shown up with today robbie i absolutely love it man because i uh I think Chris, we might be we might be in the middle of what's going to end up being remembered as a really good title race this year. It feels like it does. just with late comebacks, you know, there's yeah. a couple of teams in it. Lots of lots of teams can take points off of other teams, like having Aston Villa and West Ham and Tottenham there to and Chelsea just every so often just throws a haymaker and takes points off of somebody. Like even Man United, even Man United sometimes do the odd one. The odd, yeah. you know, if they have the odd one. Uh, I agree with you, Matt. I, I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, I mean. I think it's, it's like I've been, um, it's a bit difficult when you're in the throes of the game when I'm getting a bit annoyed because I'm like, oh, come on, you know, there's a chance to go top of the league, there's a chance to keep the pressure on. But then you do look back going, actually, when you look back at that team, that's a brand new midfield that's probably been played together a couple of times. Uh, we've got our backup left back in goal. We've got a keeper just back in goal who's come off a hamstring injury. We've got a kid making his second ever Premier League start. And you sort of then going, yeah, it's, it's pro that's probably why it doesn't flow very well. It's easy if we'd say it now because we've won the game, but when you look back at it and you know what, what's the uh, the phrase? Your monkey's not jumping out of the box. You're in a chip. That's it. He's not jumping around. Going back now. We need to win. You sort of go, yeah. No wonder it doesn't flow. I think the front three. You go and like, yeah. They're still getting used. They're still getting used to how they work. You know. So, but well, it is what it is. It is what it is. I still thought the front three. Diaz looked the most threatening when you give him the ball. I just think as a team we need to sometimes remember to start possession's great, but sometimes. Just, just have a run at lads because we've got lads that when you're running, you can't touch them. You know, they glide past players. And I think we forget that side sometimes. It's possibly a bit too obsessed with possession sometimes, you know. But listen, Palace also were designed today to sit deep, don't want the ball, hit you on the break. You know, it's it's very old school, but you know what? For what Palace have, it works. And when they brought the big fella on at half time, was his name Marv? Is it Mateta? Yeah. Yeah. I did think, thinking, oh, that's a focal point. That would be, I, I thought, this will be an interesting challenge for Kwanzaa, because you'd lean on the young kid. You're not going to lean on that night, are you? Um, and the frustration with the penalty is, it does look like Liverpool were about to take him off for three minutes. Mm. And unfortunately, he gives the penalty away just before we're about to take him off, which is just, it's unfortunate. Um, what did you think of the pen? I think it's a pen all day. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's a pen. I don't know if there can be any disagreement about it. No. It's, hmm. it's just the way that it gets there. The fact that the game is allowed to continue for so long. If you're going to do that, and I agree with what you said, Chris, is that they got the decision right in the end. In the end, it is a penalty. But if it's going to take that long, stop the game. Stop yeah, I don't, know why, game. I don't know why it took two minutes, because on the, about the second replay, when you just look at Oh yeah, he's just okay. going to his kick. He's kicked it. Yeah. Okay. The only thing I can say is, I don't think the ball goes out of play. from the the penalty shout. I don't think the ball goes out of play until well, about only the referee had some sort of air powered device. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if they're supposed to wait till it goes. Out. I don't know what the rule is because it draws. It changes every fucking week, doesn't it? I assume that's why because as soon as the ball went out of play, he stopped it then and went like, "Hang on, I need to listen." He goes, "Yeah, I've checked it. It's definitely a pen." So, I mean, you know, we were on the attack. Imagine if we scored. Well, would have been like the Man City yeah, yeah. title-winning series a couple of years ago. Wait, they're like, yeah, sorry, you can't have your goal. You can watch a penalty though. Uh, it's a good pen, to be fair. He does, he proper does, Allison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just said the wrong way. Look, you're like, I must admit, my inner chip. That was going, oh fuck's sake. 
you really don't want to go behind the Palace. They're one of those clubs you think, oh, no, this is not going to be fun. But, yeah, our, uh, our sixth game this season that we've uh, – uh, um, <clears throat> sixth away game this season that we've given away the first goal and gone behind. And this wasn't, it, at least it wasn't an early one. So, you know, there's a positive. It wasn't in the first 10 minutes like it normally is. At least we waited like half an hour to go. So we did half an hour of torch to look at. Yeah. Uh, I, Chris Golding here, he says, there's only so many times you can keep coming back. And uh, that reminds me of a really good trivia question I learned today. Do either of you know what Premier League record was broken today? By Mo Salah, no, nope, not by Mo Salah. It's even most... Premier League record. Roy Hodgson's the oldest man ever to manage a bingo. Premier... Every week, Roy gets to break that record. I hope he has a little special cup of tea for himself at home every day because he just looks miserable out there. So, congratulations to Roy Hodgson, still the oldest manager in the history of the oh, Premier okay. League. He's still, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he is. I, I can't. I can't like Murray Hodgson. I just can't. We got uh, Forest have scored away to Wolves, one nothing Forest. Uh, shortly after the penalty, we make our uh, first changes. We got Kanate coming on for Kwanzaa, like you said, Chris. Unfortunate that basically his last touch, if you ignore the two minutes that play went on, yeah, uh, was to give the penalty away. And Gakpo comes on for Gravenberch. Gravenberch kind of hot. And cold, probably the best out of the midfield three, but still not a good game. And then shortly thereafter, that uh, in an event that has no bearing on the rest of the match, Andre Ayew gets a yellow card for trying oh, to stop it, Virgil from taking a free kick. Oh, B BT. Oh, I'm sorry, BT's TNT now. It's, it's the same Muppets. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Jesus, wet. They've got on like, they've got to really think about the rules, you know, because if it, that's what it's going to take to get you sent off, it's not allowed. This is, we got a guy called, he calls a Fletch, which he's, he's such a wet wipe. You're going, there's not, there's not like a rule written that said the second yellow has to be like a leg breaker or like a horrific one. It's, you know, the first yellow is stupid, which is everyone knows. You stand in front of the, you stand in front of them. Virgil's smart for once, just goes quick whack it at him because I'll get a yellow and it, it, it'll piss off. And the second, the second one, I first thought he'd give it because he thinks he's kicked it away and I think, oh no, Elliot kicks away. But but when you watch the replay, go, well, he's, it's a promising counter attack. He tripped him up, so. It is a second. If he hadn't been booked, he would have got booked for that anyway. So I was a bit like, it's a bit brain dead. I think all the negativity should be looked at the player because I'm like, yeah, exactly. He lost, his, he lost his head in about a minute. Thank yeah. Christ. Because, and again, another one of my shouts that goes wrong. I'm happy to admit them. I had text Kev going, I'm not really sure about changes much, said because the sit yeah. would set them behind the ball anyway. So <laughs> what difference does it make? They'll just say to Marteta, Right, like, he said, I'm an IU next to you. You're on your own. So I was a bit like, I don't think that changes a lot. It just makes them more defensive. Um, but and, and we were all wrong. We were all wrong. Was it, was it 40 seconds later? I've seen the finish. No, 90, I've seen 96, no idea. 96 I've, seconds. I've, I've no idea how he gets the vote. I generally don't know. I just remember seeing it. I was just screaming, going, oh, he missed it. Oh, he scored. Really? Yeah. I don't actually know the ball got to him. I just know he scored. But it's uh, exactly the same situation, lads. With the uh, Ashley Young sending off, and again the same, the same crowd make a big deal of it. It's Ashley Young's fault that he got sent off. He 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 got two bookings. It's not the referee's fault that he sent them off. It's the player's fault. The player is responsible. The player knows the rules. Uh, I always go. I always go by you know how you how you how you react react yourself at, you know when an incident happens. So uh, in relate the Hendo one. I went done out of push. At the end of one when he when when uh, yeah. pen that wasn't. I reacted to that. I reacted to the second yellow card as well because we were we were on our way down on the right hand side there. He's basically what he did. He stopped the break. He, and one time, ninety nine times out of a hundred, if you stop a break upfield with a, with a, with a foul of any kind, you're going to get a yellow card. So it's not the referee's fault. And, and Chris, you saw the, the, the guys and Fletch again on TNT. Oh, the paying oh, yeah. public. The paying public don't want to see this. I'm sorry. Well, if the soak is about oh. the paying public, a couple of things then. I've got to rant now. I feel like I'm in a rant mood now. If you, if you care so much about the paying public, which, by the way, you don't give a shit about the paying public, so don't, don't, yeah. don't put that bullshit out there. Um, get your pundit to know the bloody rules because that's the rules of the game. If you don't like the rule, that's fine. Say you don't like the rule, but don't say it's a mistake because it's not. Mm -hmm. Two, 
They're saying it's ruined the game. Do you know why it ruined the game? Do you know why Liverpool, in my head, looked so lacklustre? And Klopp made the point was, we played Wednesday night, we get up at two in the morning, and I've got to do a half-twelve kickoff. That's the entertainment you want? Sound. Don't throw it down my throat that you don't ha- you don't like what you've served up. And I am not buying this utter bullshit line that's come out now, which is, oh, we need for half-twelve because you know, the um, audience is abroad, it's better for them. How many times now TNT had an eight o'clock kickoff? And they've yeah. moved it because they've got a game, but because of who they want, they want they want that game, so they make it eight o'clock. Yeah. Get over it. But it's it's such an annoyance when they they just don't know the rules. And to be honest, the, the lady in Cocoms was better because at least she went, I don't like that as a a yellow because I think it's soft, but you can't do it. A flex but it's the pain in public. And you go, well, but that's the rule. You mm-hmm. know, she was like, it's the rule. And she was right, she said, it's the rule. So swallow it, you know. I have no problem with the tackle I did for the second one because I think that's what you're told to do. Exactly. But he's got to have a, but he's got to have a brain to go. Ah, but I've just been booked for the stupid one was the first one. I don't know why he's trying to hold block the free kick thing because where it was, it'd be dead. It wouldn't have done anything. Which stopped him and do what I was good at, which is breaking play up. I was really good at that. It annoys the hell out of me because he gets away with it. But that's his strength, you know. But look, I I don't see what it's, everything doesn't have to be controversial. I've seen a few in the chat who say like. The ref was shite today. I actually thought the ref was fine. Thought he got all the big decisions right with VAR's assistance. My frustration in the game today wasn't the ref, wasn't the 50-50s. It was Liverpool up to about 70 minutes were quite inept. That mm. was my frustration today was we were quite inept. But what I liked about Liverpool today was as soon as they went down to 10 men, Liverpool found a way of being ruthless and becoming killers and killed the game and made sure there's only one team winning this. And I quite like that. That's like a we'd lost that last year. Last year we just still lost that game one. In fact, we'd, last year we'd have lost that game two 0 Yeah, we'd have thrown an extra pen in just for shits and giggles because why not? You know, so the joys. But can uh, I just, as a member of the paying public, like if you're paying your subscriptions or if you're paying whatever to watch this game, and there's cameras everywhere, why wasn't there a camera on the 76 minute when Roy Hodgson got his yellow card? Because that's something I would have loved to see. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, he was, or I, I believe Roy Hodgson got his yellow card because uh, in the wake of IU being sent yeah. off, he didn't see which player it was, and he was just looking around going, whoo, whoo, whoo. <laughs> He's a giant owl man. But uh, just a harmless potato says, Jones and Elliot changed the game. Jones is the assist for Salah's equalizer. And then, Elliot, what can you say? And, again, Chris, you alluded to this at the top of the show when we were going through the lineup. 73rd minute, Jones comes on for Sabasly. Elliot comes on for Nunez. And, Harvey Elliott, I think it was his 12th or 13th sub-appearance of the season for us so far, and he is proving to be a tidy, tidy little player coming off of the bench. Uh, shortly the, the after pay, I use red card... The paper, uh, half, the, paper, the paper Harvey Elliott is, he's never going to start a game with the Prem for Liverpool because I think he's made himself to such the perfect first sub. Because it, whatever the game situation is, he obviously clearly watches it and reads the situation. When he comes on, he's up to the game level. And he's nearly always making an impact. Yeah. But he's got himself to such a situation where you go like, Harvey, mate, you, you never start the game. You're just my first sub. It's not a bad place to be. But um, he is becoming that guy now where you go like, he's just the perfect sub to bring on in whatever yeah. game situation. Because he either holds the ball if you've got the lead or he's dynamic. And I saw a bit of the post-match interview with him and with him and Salah. That was lovely. And he, oh, he's, he's waxing lyrical about Salah yeah. and saying like, you know, this is my idol, you know, this is who I look up to. It's, you know, which must be a bit weird for Salah. But to be fair to Salah, his response back was actually quite nice, which is like, he's a good kid. He said, he's a good creator. I just push him, you know, he needs to do this in the gym. He can do something after training, just practice it to become a bit more direct. But he said, I've always told him, come sit next to me, ask me anything, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you what you want to know. He just needs to want to learn. He said, and he wants to, he said, that's why the kids have a good career. Which thought it's quite a nice. Yeah. That's where you see the benefit of why I'd look. I'd make. I'd get Salah to sign another, another co- contract extension, for, not only for his on the field stuff, which is, we all know is brilliant. That's what he's doing off the field to people like Harvey Ellis, the world, even Darwin Nunes. You know, he's going through a bit of a rough patch. We'll learn off a, a, a Mo Salah of types of finishing. Calm your head. Mo Salah goes through bad runs. They all do, but Mo doesn't give a shit. When he goes to bad run, he doesn't care because he's quite calm. He's like, I'll get it next time. You know, yeah. so 
Yeah, how the other great. Yeah, just to, just on the first goal, because I mean, we uh, we do need to talk about it being another milestone. Uh, it's Two. Gakpo gets gets across, and the ball eventually falls to Michael Elise, and he's so soft. He's so soft in his own six yard, but you know, eight yards out from his own goal, under pressure from across. He just lets the ball fall there. Curtis Jones gets in front, uh, gets a little poke on it over to Mo. Jones is then taken out. We had a few people in the chat pointing out that if Mo hadn't have scored, it almost certainly would have been a penalty and it's, potentially a second yellow card. My my the comms I had the, the, the lady whose name I cannot remember said in comms she goes, she had a good finish. She basically went, good job for pass said because that's definitely a penalty. Yes. I said, I said, I said I'm, sure, I'm sure he's on a booking. So yes. which to be honest, Fletch never brought up again. You know, he didn't seem to bring up the fact that that had gone from. Uh nice this, finish. Very nice. Fletch, this Fletch guy is great. Yeah. And I mean, Thanks. Robbie, it uh, it now goes Rush, Hunt, Hodgson, Little, Salah. Excellent. The top five all-time goal scorers for Liverpool Football Club. The only ones with 200 or more goals. A huge milestone for Mo. It's taken him a couple of games to get there, but the double hundred. Yeah. Uh, like Wayne, what can, what can you say about the guy, you know? Um, he's That's just, it, Lucy he's good for us. He was... You know, initially, I, I remember back in the day, initially when we we, we were signing him, he, he was, people were calling, calling him as, like, cover for, for uh, Sadio Mane and stuff uh, like that. To be fair, that was me. I went, oh, he's got cover for Mane. Another pace lad. Great. A cover for Mane. Sam with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then just kept scoring goals, going, yeah. quite yeah. good at this goal scoring, Mark, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I remember him a bit from his, his, his very brief spell at, at, at Chelsea. And, you know, I don't really watch European football, so I didn't know how well he was doing in Rome and whatnot. But, you know, what a, what a, what a, what can you say about the guy? You know, he's breaking records left, right, and center. And the fact that he, uh, he loves breaking records, man, he is, he wants to play every game and, Whereas if if I had if I was Klopp, I'd be wrapping him up in cotton wool for a lot of games that he has played, you know. I, I, I'd be locking him up so he can't leave. Oh, yeah. Well, just sign this birth card for me, daughter. Oh, yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> oh, look at that, another three-year extension. Excellent, thanks very much. See you later. He also broke another. He also broke another record. Uh, comes to Michael Reed. Most has the fifth player to reach two hundred goals for Liverpool in all competitions. He's done it in. 26,633 minutes, which is the quickest by anybody in the club to reach that. The next close was Roger Hunt, and he beat him by 300 minutes, which is about well, was a few games. Three and so a half games. At, three yeah, games. so it's also the quickest gets 200, just to really set this. You know, Boy, that man with too much time in his hands. Yeah, I mean, to put it in context, Ian Russ did it in 28,800. So, you know, it's some yeah. distance by the top, you know, to do that. And I think yeah. there's 150th Prem goal as well, just to add to the list. You know, he's, he's just oh, yeah. breaking records. Nah, that's, I mean, he's he's absolutely just the main man when it comes to scoring goals for Liverpool. Uh, I, there might end up being, we got a January break coming up in the Premier League, I think, this year. There might be uh, maybe a little Mo Salah 200 plus goal tribute show that might need to get get done for that because just, you could definitely we, fill an easy hour talking about. We just about... found a YouTube with all these goals on, and we just saw sort of sit together and watch. Well, this is first goal. Ah, I remember that one. We just saw his goal. Just watch, talk, we watch just, all 200. It'd be like a three hour show. I'd quite like. We could just have Gav come on and give his personal memories of Mo Salah's top goals, oh, and then just play like a well, Euro dance beat in the background while he narrates. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. A YouTube sub. The uh, the Palace goalie then gets hurt. I'm not entirely sure what happened to him. Looks mm -hmm. like he pulled a calf, maybe, or something like that. And uh, they bring on a young lad, uh, Remy Matthews, making his Premier League debut. And it was just like, you got to test the keeper. I mean, at this point, you got the substitute keeper coming in out of absolute nowhere from the cold. And in the 91st minute, Harvey Elliott gets the ball in that right pocket in a little bit of space. None of the Palace defenders move out to shut him down. And he just steps forward and spears the ball. Somebody in here described it as uh, spearing the ball with his left foot. I mean, Robbie, not only is it a lovely goal, not only is it another goal from outside the box, not only is it a huge goal for Harvey Elliott just for his personal, you know, uh, accolades this season, but it's our midfield scoring again. We're, you know, picking up goals from parts of the pitch that we haven't been able to rely on. Pulls us out of the fire. Trent rescuing the points against City. Trent rescuing the points against, uh, who the hell did we play last? Sheffield United. And now Harvey Elliott. We do it again. This, this is Liverpool, right? This is just what we do. That's it. That's it. And this is, this is, uh, 
and this is a, a, another another substitute and and I, I think what uh club substitutes were overshadowed by the the, the tantrum that uh Fletch was having about uh, the yellow I might, I might try to do a compilation of it. It's so funny. Yeah, you know, yeah, credit has to go to Klopp. Like, I mean, I, I have criticised Klopp in the past about some of his decisions with substitutes, but I yeah. think he's getting better and better, and today was no different. I mean, Gakpo and, and Gomez, as soon as they get Gomez. on the pitch together. Sorry, go, sorry, Gakpo and, yeah, Joe Gomez. Where Joe Gomez. They, they combined, the yeah, they combined so well down the right-hand side. Um, but then... Again, it was similar to Sheffield United. I wasn't. I didn't have any doubts. Once I didn't see the first goal coming, but once we got the first, I really thought we were going to get the stats. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a stat for Matt because Matt, Matt loves his stats, but also it's a, I it's on Harvey Elliott, so, so he loves it even more. Harvey Elliott is the youngest substitute to score a 90th minute winner away from home in the league for Liverpool's in Liverpool's history. It's very specific, but mm-hmm. still. It's another record. It's another record broken. So that's all that's all for him to get. You know. Uh what I'm liking about but again with Elliot, these aren't like cameos coming on at like four nil, five nil, and yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Michael, not garbage Michael, time. This is the games in it, the balance substitutes. Michael stat pattern appearances, which is oh, he's made 15 appearances. Yeah, but he came on at three nil every time. It, you know, doesn't matter. He's always coming on in quite difficult moments. And look, he came on again difficult moment and made an impact. And look, the the strike wise. It's lovely. Um, Mo used to do that sort of strike. Doesn't really do many on the side of the box now, but that's kind of a Mo Salah sort of fake, fake and hit and uh, hit that true. Uh, one introduction for Palace well to the um, was that was that the new keeper as well? Is that a new yeah. thing as well? We've, yeah. we've managed to we've managed to beat Palace with two different keepers and goal, which is quite quite an achievement as well. You know, just to make it really difficult. Not a record. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, the game kind of peters out. I mean, obviously, Palace are now down a goal and down a man. There was really not a huge chance that they were going to forge a late oh, no. comeback. Fletcher's got one for you. Fletcher will tell you about one. Do you want to hear about Fletcher's big chance? Big chance, right. <laughs> he went out about this for a good five minutes. He, he oh, the late, the late yeah, yeah. kick uh, deep like, swung in he, by Elise. He ignored the rules of the game. Now, listen, my first big gripe is... Um, stop giving away stupid free kicks, you know, within 30 yards of goal. It's a real bugbear. Stop doing it. Uh, he gets a good header. Anderson. Anderson, by the way, I like both Palace centre backs. Anderson, yeah, he, I, think, I cannot believe they'll still be at Palace next year. Somebody should take both of them because they're really good. I think Gay at Liverpool, I think he's good. Good header. And it's a good save by Alisson. And they're going, oh, what a great, how great would that have been? And, you know, they got another corner from it. And all that would have been great. First replay, he's a yard offside. So you're like, glad if it goes in, it's not given anyway. But he's going on about it like it was the biggest injustice in the world. God, he's a yard offside. I think the girl next to him just gave up. I think she, I think Lucy Ward just gave up when I'm going I've got static says Muppet all day. You can ask Steve, and I'm back next week. The nice, the nice thing about it not being flagged for what was because again, I also thought the Linos did a fairly decent job with flagging for offsides, like they got them correct. There wasn't a whole lot of massive. Oh yeah, that's good. Come, come. I, forgot about, I forgot about. I forgot about that one. The Diaz goal. I forgot about that one as well. The offside. Yeah, one. but you yeah. you let that one play through, and you know that's that's how that should be done, and it was correctly offside. The lovely, the lovely finish for that one as well. It's a shame. It counts. It, was, it, it was counts now as an official save for Allison. So that makes it. Yeah, yeah. Two saves. Like... Where if that flag goes up, that doesn't technically count, and as we all know, it doesn't doesn't actually have, have happened. So, final whistle blows after a flurry of late yellow cards. It was like Andy Madley had to meet his monthly quota or something like that. And he's like, he's oh, shit, I got a minute left. I got to give out three yellow cards. Boom, 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 everybody. You think it was a dirty game because yeah. eight yellow cards and a red. And you're going like, what's the really that sort of game, to be honest? You know, it was a bit, oh, of, a, bit of a funny one, seven. really, but not bad. Yeah, there was seven or eight uh, yellow cards. Uh, I, it just It wasn't a very good game. Let's put another one down into that category of we didn't play great. We went away from home. We went behind and we managed to pull it out at the end and we walk away with all three points. And uh, somebody said that they're absolutely loving these uh, Saturday games where you can put the goal rush on and it has the live Premier League table on the side. And we are currently sitting there with a the big number one beside us. And nice. that's, right. that's where we want to be. John was right. The game last, the game midweek was more dirty. If we're yeah, Sheffield United more, were kicking the shit out of us. 
exactly, and not, <laughs> not even a yellow card. Man. Yeah. And today it was like anything was a yellow card. It was bizarre. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's happy days for Liverpool when you get the three points to start the weekend off. You know, these are all those cliches you talk about in the build up to a game like this. You know, uh, Gav and Kev doing the 30 uh, the last couple of days in the morning, you know, get that win, sit back for the rest of the weekend and hope that there's absolute carnage in all the other games. Uh, Somebody asked earlier if everybody's going to be watching Aston Villa Arsenal. I would I would imagine that if you're not already. Yeah, no, if I'm you're out. not already disposed, everybody's sitting down to watch that because I think that's going to be a good. I'm out, good, having, good, a, I'm out having a curry, so I couldn't care. So I'm hoping I'm going to come back for me curry and we'll still stop the league, but we'll see. Yeah, three three or something wild like that. Uh, Robbie, who'd you like for your man of the match? Um, I don't normally, I don't like giving man of the match awards to players that haven't played the ninety, but I thought Gomez was absolutely brilliant when he when he he came on. Okay. He, he took he. He got it. Oh yeah, yeah. He took the he game. Yeah. yeah mm. Okay. He 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 uh, took the game by the scruff of the neck as soon as he came on, and he linked up lovely with Gakpo, put some nice nice balls in um, from the byline, and and did what he had to do, and did it really really well. Um, Allison, two great saves, even though one wasn't. You know, we really took the second one. Whatever. It was still a great save. He still he still. From the header, he still had to do it. Um, I think I think I thought I thought Gomez was brilliant. I thought he was poor now. He last the last match, and and he's not a left back, but he's a much better right back than he is a left back. Anyway, that's for sure. And I thought he was great today. Yeah, um, it's uh, there's a little bit of a split in the chat. I uh, got a few people agreeing with you there, Robbie, that Gomez, John O'Saints, his best attacking performance ever, and our. Uh, Resident betting expert Red Steve says Gomez is scoring next week. Book it. So there you have the absolute ironclad Fife. Red seal Steve has said that of... for four years. <laughs> it's yeah. still never happened. Let's 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 be clear here. I've He's told you Gomez for... Gomez is scoring one goal this year, and it's gonna be the winner of one of the one of the cup finals we make. That is what's I thought I thought it could have been today. I thought there might be an off chance that he might pop up with that, you know, a defense. Or his the goal or his the goal that wins you the league. You know, yeah. oh. the late winner, Gomez, that's it. It's going to be something, Gomez is going to do something like that. He's even never scored for Liverpool. Or it's going to be like a season-defining winning goal. You go like, of all the people to score a goal, Joe Gomez, wow. That's going to, I, like, that's, uh, no, it'll end up being he'll score like Simicast, the winning penalty in a cup final shootout, and it won't and it count, count as an official goal. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll have yeah, that that, moment of that'll be it. It'll be, like, it'll be something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red Steve's not. Who'd, who'd you who'd you like, Bracky? Who uh, who is man of the match for you? If it's someone who started, it has to be Allison. It's yeah. a little part that says Harvey Elliott, and maybe it's probably Reese Spice because he got the winning goal. But I thought he's effective. Uh, but you know what? I'll stick with Joe Gomez because sure, the lad gets an awful lot of shit, and I think a lot of it is quite uncalled for. I think a lot just think because he, I think so, it's because he's not Trent. Uh, yeah. Who, by the way, I like. I don't think Trent in the sense of it worked today. No. I just don't think it worked. I think he got lost in it. Not quite because good people around him, but I just don't thought he was terrible. I just didn't think it worked. Uh, I thought Trent was more effective first half playing right back, but that's the way it goes. But so I'll stick with him. I'll stick with uh, Gomez. Yeah, uh, and I I think it's Allison just again the to bookend the the whole mm-hmm. match with those two big saves, regardless of whether the one was an official one or not. I mean, it is an official save because it wasn't ruled for offside, but I would give, uh, I would give honorable mention to Virgil van Dijk. I thought again, Thanks, he, he, a, a fair number of times where he's just sweeping up at the back. He seems to be filling in on both the left side and the right side, wherever he's needed. You can but hear got, him out there talking. It's, I love He's got the, he's got the, he got the through the game, which yeah. is what you should do. Cause only a youngster, but Virgil van Dijk's getting back into that territory where Joe we used to go like, so who's man the match? And the answer's probably Virgil van Dijk. We're going, ah, yeah, but he always plays like that. But we forget, like, but that's really good, though. Not everyone plays like that. He's getting back into that elite level of defending where we can take it for granted a little bit. It's quite nice. It's quite a nice place to be, to be honest. It's, an, it's exactly where we should all want to be. Just, yeah, in that taking Virgil van Dijk for granted range. And no then, way! Like, oh, that can't be true. Eric Ten Hag got man of the match for November. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't get just league, right? It doesn't count yeah. the Champions League. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know the important stuff doesn't count. You know, 
Oh, it, wow. just, it just shows as well, lads, how much we take Mo Salah for granted because he, he scored a goal and he got an assist. Yeah, we don't mention it. Not even in the conversation now, you know. To be fair to him, outside of his goal, he was largely anonymous yeah. today. But so was up to yeah. So were all the front three. But yeah. it's hard to it's hard to be present when you don't get the ball. So, but yeah. Mo does what Mo does. He just turns up. He just turns up in the big moments. I'm alright for that. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, we are fast approaching one of his favorite games of every season. I generally that thought is... that's when he was going to get his two hundred goal. Yeah. I thought he's saving it for United because he just loves he loves to piss Man United. I, there is, I mean, don't rule out the fact that he might be able to pass Billy Little uh, in the all-time goal scoring charts. You know, it is possible well, that most United for twenty-nine goals against Man United next week. <laughs> you know, what? he'll score against United, and they'd be like, "It's the most any player's ever scored against United." There'll be some, there'll be another thing, bro. Like he. It's a home game, isn't it? So it's probably like his ninety-first consecutive game of getting a goal or assist. It's just what he does, isn't it? Yeah. The the amount of amazing uh, only or breaking records you can find using LFChistory.net, which is just an absolute treasure trove. If you're ever wondering oh, yeah. anything about Liverpool history, highly recommend you check them out. It's the best way to build a quiz. I'll say that to you, Bracky. Use LFC History, not just oh, I, I did. I just Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed uh, <laughs> slideshows that you use to build your quizzes with. But uh, that should be more than enough for us. We're just about at the halftime in the uh, three o'clock games. We got one nothing. Bournemouth is beating. Oh, Manchester United. Ha ha. Uh, Wolves have drawn level with Forest. One one. Sheffield United, Brentford, uh, Brighton, Burnley, both nil all. Got a Sunday night show coming up. Uh, everybody that's in here, thanks for joining us. I we would all appreciate it if you'd hit that like button for us. I see a lot of our members in here tonight. If you're not a member and you'd uh, like what we're doing here on the Talking Cop. I highly suggest you check it out. Maybe just give a download of uh, one of the uh, 30 episodes that Gav did from last week and uh, get clued into the Telegram Chronicles uh, every morning because it is so, so much fun and well worth the value for your membership, I would have to say. But Gav will be back with the lads uh, tomorrow night to hopefully take in what is a very Liverpool-positive weekend of football for us. We get a few results fall our way and sets us up for we're we're now into that tricky patch. Once we get past the Union game on Thursday, we're into that United West Ham Arsenal Christmas ah, time. We'll, we'll win all that. Be fine. Uh oh, hey. you guys are all finally coming no. around to where I decided to live from the very start of the season, and that's we're going to win this damn league. I'm telling you because it's uh, days like today. I mean, Arsenal are having them too, so you can't discount that. But it's days like today that uh, you look back on when you've had a real good season and you remember that uh, these are the ones. So. Robbie, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, just one thing. Uh, Joel Matty probably will never play for L uh, LFC again. So I just wanted to mention him. Um, he's been an absolute legend. He's very, very rarely let us down. Um, I don't think I've seen – I'm an old man, obviously, and I, I don't think I've seen a player bring the ball out from the fence and, and have the ability to, to dribble up the pitch. Uh, since Alan Hansen and hey, I think he's been teaching Quanta though because Quanta tried it once. Well, so he did a little back step. Went, oh, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna do a Joel. Yeah, it wasn't a bad effort actually. So maybe he's maybe that's maybe. what gonna get taught. Is yeah, yeah, maybe he'll, uh, he'll be in that list as well. Hopefully he will. But uh, just just to, just to mention him, um, he's been brilliant for us. And whatever happens, so just you know. Whatever he probably won't play for Liverpool again. Let's be honest. So whatever he yeah. goes, I hope hopefully he can get back playing. And finish off his career and and best of luck to him. Thanks for the memories. That's all. Yeah, I, have. I mean, we sure. will we will always have that meme of uh, away at AC Milan when he smacked Jordan Henderson on the top of the head when he was a substitute <laughs> warming up on I'll the sidelines. I still haven't got over his breakdown when he got booked this season. Oh, well, that was brilliant. When, it, I was going, when I've just said it's like when your mum says it's time for bed and you don't want to go to bed. It was just a, it was a proper full on meltdown. He's so. Socially awkward, yeah. What a brilliant footballer! He's just um, he's iconic in many, many ways, both on and off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I will miss Joe Matter. Uh, what about but as I learned this week listening to another uh podcast talk about it, he's younger than Virgil van Dyke, which is like, what? How is that? <laughs> that doesn't, yeah. I, I heard, I heard that. I think his age, so, he's, his age is, I don't know if his body is, yeah. Bless him, yeah. Paul, Paul yeah. had a lot of he has had a lot of. Quite bad injuries, unfortunately. That's I do think it's like anything. The um, 
they catch up with you over time. So they do, but uh, I mean, he will be fondly remembered by everybody. I don't think any Liverpool fan can really take any umbrage with the uh, yeah. service that Joel Matip gave to Liverpool Football Club, and he will be missed. Chris, any last thing? Uh, we're going to play tomorrow, so I'm going to be freezing my bollocks off at Prince Park. <laughs> so we're playing uh, uh, Bristol last home game before Christmas. So fingers fingers crossed that all goes well. Uh, and we'll hope. I'm going to talk to Gav. We'll try and get at least one, maybe two of the title shows out because there's three to go. And obviously, we spoke to everyone on Friday, but may not be very well. Yeah, stop that. What do you mean you're going to be out freezing your bollocks off at Prenton Park? Did you just say that you're sick as a dog right now? Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you be inside a hot water I should bottle be. on your yeah. head? Yeah. You try telling my daughter she's not. You try telling my daughter she's not going to the women's game. It ain't happening. So I just got to wrap up warm, man up, and just sit there, very sit there, freeze. But it should be a good game, too bad. So I enjoy, I enjoy going. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, it's uh, and great experiences all around. So hopefully it's not too too cold for you. Oh, and what's this? Burnley scored. Burnley no, just tight. scored against Brighton. Uh, funny, funny. But that's enough for us. Thanks everybody for joining us. Like I said, hit the like button on your way out uh, if you've enjoyed the show. Tune in tomorrow night for the Sunday night show, and uh, Gavin, the guys will take you through the whole weekend's actions. But on behalf of Chris and Robbie, I've been your host, Matt. This has been the Talking Cop. Finished at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace won. Liverpool two. Liverpool top of the league. Up the Reds. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.